the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Good show for you, I think, today. Bloomberg publishes a lot of financial articles, and they're some of the best in the industry. We'll talk about some of the ones that I've seen on my Bloomberg recently. Um, where do we even start with the stock market? Not the best day. It's one of those days where clearly a lot is moving the market on the negative. Dow's down 500 points. It's down about 2%. We haven't had a day like this and it feels like a bit. That 500, 600, that those, once you get over 300, it starts sounding bigger than it than necessarily may be after an amazing run that we've had. But let me get into it right now. Stocks feel heavy after grim GDP report and jobless claims. U.S. economy contracted by the worst ever 32.9% in the second quarter. Big tech CEO pushing America first narrative. He did a great job in front of Congress yesterday, and I think there was some strength in numbers. There were some dramatic moments, but they got out of that uh, short-term issue okay for now. Big tech companies are acting with impunity, and Congress doesn't ever seem to really have the ability to bite down on them, so to speak. So we're going to have a negative open, or we have a negative open. We have a negative market, I guess, is what I was trying to get at. Sometimes the words come out a little bit slower than I want them to. Trepidation is probably not a bad thing in times like these. It's been a roller coaster week so far. We're only on Thursday. But we were up on Monday, down on Tuesday, up yesterday, down today, it looks like, at the start. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Facebook, um, all report numbers today. Interesting. Each of those stocks closed higher yesterday. Each is trading lower this morning, not because of a fear of what they might report, but because of a fear of that no matter what they report, they will succumb to the sell the news interest that should be hitting them Wall Street. As we are getting kind of in the heaviest part of earnings season, we started thinking about, okay, we're getting guidance for the third and fourth quarter. We're getting guidance for 2021. Now what? Kind of a wait and see feel to it, doesn't it, right? Fed Chairman Jerome Powell yesterday noted that non-standard high-frequency indicators have been suggestions uh, that call, has been calling attention to the slowdown in small business hiring. <clears throat> small business hiring probably played out in the U.S. GDP report. Um, and the initial jobless claims report. The report on jobless claims for the week ending July 25. 
he saw an increase of about 12,000, 12.4 million. Um, no bueno. You got good earnings out of Procter & Gamble, Qualcomm, Lam Research, PayPal, and UPS. You had a promising update from Johnson & Johnson regarding non-human trial for its COVID vaccine candidate. Um, the COVID vaccine story took another weird turn yesterday when Dr. Fauci said, maybe wearing goggles wouldn't be a bad idea or something like that for the ultimate safety. And let the memes begin. People started uh, doing bubble boys when you have such a uh, frail immune system that you have to live in a plastic bubble so that nothing gets in, right? I don't know how I feel. I'm, I'm good with masks. I'm not, it doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. <clears throat> the goggles? I don't know. It's starting to feel like some kind of sexy 21st century perils creeping in on us, right? Goggles? I loved wearing lab goggles in college. Anytime you were doing anything with science and chemistry, I know you're saying you're a nut job. Yes, I am. Interesting side stories today. McDonald's is partnering with Mayo Clinic for aid in the coronavirus safety. I don't care how you slice it, dice it, cut it. I, I love that story. Um, <coughs> it's the 21st century. We should have the ultimate in food safety. We're not living on farms uh, in the 16th century. No lords or barons are, you know, taking our, our livestock from us. McDonald's was partnering with the Mayo Clinic as part of its efforts to keep customers and employees safe during the pandemic. The medical center will review the company's environmental health and safety precautions and some of its global standards. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Trump is suggesting today delaying the election amid fraud claims. Um, Bill Maher said it a couple of weeks ago. He's, he's like, that man is not leaving office if he gets voted out. And it's all I'm trying to say, I'm not getting political here, is I understand the markets being a little bit moody today. I do. Trump is suggesting delaying election. Unprecedented. Several states have expanded access to mail-in ballots to help people vote safely during the coronavirus pandemic. But Republicans led by Trump have vigorously opposed expanding access. There's a thing that we could say out loud, right? The 21st century, we should have great food health standards in our country. Shouldn't we be able to have an election without it being freakish and weird and odd and challenged? One man, one vote. Not quite, right? So um, – not even during the Civil War or World War II has there been a successful move to delay an election. So that's going to be a little drama. That's a little bit of drama for Wall Street. You're going to be okay, and you're going to be good with it. There's still things pressing us forward, but this is starting to take a little bit of a psychological toll, I would imagine. Germany and the U.S. granted um, the, the Second quarter GDP numbers came out, and Germany's numbers were awful. 10.1% quarter-over-quarter decline, and the U.S. had an awful 32.9% quarter-over-quarter decline. So things are bad in the second quarter, and a lot of ground is going to be needed to make up in future quarters to say, hey, the stock market was right. It has been rallying for a good reason. 
but we're not creating enough small jobs right now. And I, I think that's probably covering it up pretty well. I think that's saying what our problems are. So tonight we get Apple earnings, Amazon, Alphabet, and Facebook. They've been the four biggest leaders on Wall Street in the last probably 45 days. So they're going to be companies that we pay a lot of attention to. Qualcomm announced a licensing deal with China's Huawei Technologies. That's a positive for Qualcomm. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. One of the interesting articles I saw in Bloomberg yesterday, and in my late afternoon, I'll, I'll peruse it because it's, it's comfortable reading for me. But it started talking about COVID and schools opening up and how parents have been spending the summer praying for schools to reopen. It has a very interesting take that some Los Angeles parents now are shelling out $22,000, to start micro schools for preschoolers, paying teachers to leave teaching to come work privately for them. Um, we thought COVID was going to be a great equalizer where everyone works online for schools. Turns out poor people will be working online. Rich people will be hiring teachers. Wow. That, that's a, I, I'm boiling it down, but stop and think about that bombshell for uno momento. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm not freaked out by what's happening in the market. I hope you're not either. I'm a big earnings person. I'm freaked out about how long it's going to take us to get back to where we were pre-COVID. And I'm a little bit nervous about maybe we're pulling some of the returns in, which is okay because Wall Street's not supposed to be always make sense and move as smoothly as it should. Apple's going to report third quarter earnings night after the close. If you've never heard an Apple conference call, I highly recommend it Um, because I think you know what an Apple product is, and I think you know all about Apple Music. I think you kind of know it, and to hear executives talk about their company, I think it's good for you to like have a little bit of a business lesson today. I know you've been locked up with COVID. I know your brain's starting to go to mush. Get a little bit of use out of it today if you can. iPhone revenues are expected to drop 14% year over year. It's $22 billion. Can you stop and think about that for just a second? In the last 90 days, they've sold $22 billion of phones. Aren't we supposed to be locked up and not going out and stuff like that? It shows you how strong their business is. Service revenues are supposed to be up 14% year over year. Hardware revenues on the phone are down 14%. A little bit of a quinky dink, but um, I'm using more Apple services this year than last year. Are you? I saw yesterday that Google said, hey, we'll back up any Apple iPhone or any Apple operating system. We'll back it up. So if you ever want to convert to Google, it's there for you, buddy. I kind of think that's a smart move by Google. One of the things that keeps me in the world of Apple is I I feel they got me on my photos. They got me on my music. I'm kind of locked in. Even my kids play some of their video games that are, quote, unquote, the arcade. Um, so I feel kind of locked in to turn it off. Their iPads don't become dysfunct or dysfunctional. Uh, they don't lose their functionality. 
but they could become dysfunctional. Essentially, I've been dysfunctional for very good parts of my life. But what Apple says tonight will throw into a lot of their future and a lot of companies playing around. Their future is the iPhone 12 and supporting 5G. There's a lot of conflicting reports coming out over the last month regarding the timing of the release. Maybe we'll get comments on it. Probably not. Apple's not known for talking about their hardware uh, rollouts and releases on their conference calls. They save that for you know, the next big thing, the big show. One analyst is saying, we believe during 2021, Apple will be the first $2 trillion valuation given the 5G tailwinds and services momentum potential over the coming years. So 5G is going to be big, as is services. They're seeing continued demand snap back in China during a month of June and early July, despite some speed bumps. Um, Pent-up demand for iPhone 12. That's what analysts are saying today. Now, who else is affected by this? There's companies like Sears Logic, Sawtech, Avant Go, Corvo, Taiwan Semiconductor, Qualcomm. Um, then you start getting into companies like Finisar. So Apple's ecology is, is pretty big. I just named off eight tech companies that are on the NASDAQ that will directly move up or down based on Apple's quarter. So is it a market mover? It kind of is. Blue Apron's in the news today. One analyst is raising their price target. You know who really benefited from COVID? Companies like Blue Apron. Now, of course, they've had a problem rolling out, getting set up, subscription-based, um, cost of acquisition, but then COVID hits. And I've got friends who are making their kids make dinner. Like, other summer was spent. Uh, but he's posting pictures every day of like, oh, spaghetti of fettuccine. And the kids, you know, pulling it out and doing it. So COVID's been good for some businesses and bad for other businesses, right? I think that goes without saying. It's a very fair statement. I saw Qualcomm get a price target upgrade. I own shares of Qualcomm. I legally have to tell you that. They got a nice upgrade today. And again, it's showing you that some things really working on Wall Street and it shouldn't be fought or, or messed with or challenged too much. Qualcomm has been a strong leadership in 5G, making a deal with Huawei, a company, big Chinese 5G play. So smartphone play, providing opportunity up to one and a half times the dollar of content of a similar 4G customer. So Qualcomm's going to make your phone go faster, and that's going to help companies like Apple sell more services. It's almost they, they, they play off each other. In a bit of sad news out there, Walmart's cutting hundreds of corporate jobs. Again, another side effect of COVID is that we're quickly learning we got a lot of fat in our corporations. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Is it fair? Is it just? I don't know. It's If I were a company at this point in time, I would certainly be looking at the productivity of my employees if I were a company. Other stories of note, um, AstraZeneca got a big breakthrough. And now you know AstraZeneca is heavily tied towards uh, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, right? Their big breakthrough, you're going to say, oh, come on, tell me, tell me, tell me it's COVID. Tell me we're going back to school. Woo! 
Now, they had a nice breakthrough in uh, small lung cell cancer and complete tumor resection and curative intent. I don't even know what that means. All I know is that's good news. And again, it reminds me, some things are going on inside this economy that we don't know about. Just because we're locked up and some of us are sheltering in place and some of us are not. I, I think a lot of people are starting to break it. <clears throat> I was telling you, I was alluding to a story out of Bloomberg yesterday that I thought was terribly well written. And it was almost humorous at how uh, the take is on schools. And what do I mean by that <laughs> is it turns out we thought COVID was going to be good for um, getting everyone back to school <clears throat> and on fair grounds. And we're giving um, iPads to low-income students like, yeah, we're doing this. And it turns out the parents are like, well, we kind of want our kids to learn from a real teacher and not from an online teacher. So there's a group of people in L.A. who are going to teachers and saying, like, hey, we'll get five preschoolers. And we'll all chip in $22,000. And it turns out that teachers will make a lot more money working for parents who are wealthy than for the public school system. And it's hard not to see an appeal like that for wealthy people. Um, I'm a parent. I'm a bad teacher. I've heard that from a lot of people. I happen to be a great teacher. and I feel very comfortable doing the pandemic hasn't been bad for me, but there's a lot of panic going on and there's a lot of like schools like Wonder School, which is a venture backed school building platform. We're going to see a lot of improvements, but in the short term, I think we're going to see a lot of teachers take the do re me and feel safer, not teaching to 20 kids, but teaching to five and making more money to doing it in the process. Micro schools are the future. How do we start one is my question. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully in your head of heads, you can start figuring out what's been working and what's not been working in our economy. And hopefully you've learned a lot about investing in the last four or five months. If you've had a little bit more time not driving to and fro work. Inflation is a big question right now. And we, anytime we start talking about inflation, we automatically start talking about gold and silver. Precious metals are roofing. Copper is flying. The yield curve is steep. And every basically indicator is saying inflation is coming. Inflation is coming. Not the British, but inflation. Inflation is the boogeyman. Inflation is my biggest fear. Inflation is my Jason Voorhees. Inflation is the bad guy. Except for when it's moderate. I like moderate inflation. I don't like rampant inflation. I don't like deflation. The interesting thing about the consumer price index is that it's surprising the upside right now. Even in the middle of the pandemic, when we should be hitting deflation, we're not. I consider silver to be an interesting metal that I don't want to touch, but I understand it. The reason I don't like it is because it tends to crash up. It's done this in a couple times in history. Quantitative easing of 2011, the Hunts brother fiasco. 
and now. It 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 put, it broke twenty bucks an ounce, and it looks to be going higher. Now, I have to relook every now and then at things that I believe when it comes to investing. I've never really liked gold and silver. If you're playing a hedge on volatility, gold's fine. Ticker symbol is GLD. I don't like the physical commodity. I like the ticker symbol. I've got problems with the physical commodity, but the ticker symbol, no problems. So silver hits 20 bucks a week, uh, ounce this week. And back in 2011, when we had quantitative easing and it looked like inflation was on the way, silver went from $15 an ounce all the way up to $47 an ounce. Back in the 1980s, when we had the Hunt Brothers fiasco, you saw silver go from $5, $7 an ounce all the way up to $35 an ounce. So it would not be weird for me to say, coming off the levels of $15 to $20 an ounce, it wouldn't be weird for me to say it could go to 50 because it tends to melt up. Do I like silver? I don't. Do I think it has potential to double for these levels? I do because history is an indicator to me. Now, every other period of time when we're not expected inflation, silver stinks. But because inflation has two tails, will we ever experience hyperinflation? Probably not. There are people still out there recommending bonds even after a 40-year run. Uh, there's just not that much juice left in the bond market unless you think that rates will go negative. I, I'm not all that positive on bonds. They've had their time and their yields are just too low. Or the risk becomes higher when their yields are more attractive. I have to find – I have to hunt elsewhere for bond replacements. So silver has an industrial purpose, and it's one that I have to do more work on. It's tied towards solar cells. Now, if Biden's elected president, I imagine we'll probably go more solar. If Trump is elected president, I guess we'll probably go more natural gas, fracking, and oil. So it's not a return-free risk. Um, it, there's risk in silver. Stocks are an inflation hedge that have replaced bonds as an inflation hedge in my mind. I like to call stock inflation kind of like a pass-through vehicle. There's not precisely a store of value. I would expect a correlation between gold and stocks in the next couple of quarters to increase and for gold to become a risk-on asset versus a risk-off. Amazon and Tesla have had a, a, a beautiful run. Will silver have a beautiful run? It's a good question, right? Berkshire Hathaway um, is also in the news. I don't want you to buy silver or gold as a crash stock market crash put. If you wanted to buy it, I have no problem with it. But what I'm seeing what's happening to the stocks of Tesla and Amazon, the inflation of the stock price, it's straight up. And that's never a great thing. Um, now, you get something like a large cap value fund, and the best way I can describe that is what Berkshire Hathaway holds. And it's been drifting lower. It hasn't had that 
this is a guru who's going to get us out of this. It's had that. There's a lot of value in those companies. You've probably heard CFP Chad Burton. And I, I don't know if he said this because I don't listen to each and every single show. But he's probably said something along the lines of, you know, well, growth, you know, the best way to allocate right now might be for more value or more small cap. But that's actually not working. And what's working is the stocks, Amazon and Tesla, were the straight up kind of things. So I think if you're long term, you kind of go, I think Berkshire Hathaway makes a little bit more sense because of inflation than, say, Amazon or Tesla. It's a tough time right now. But again, I, I just want to point out right now that silver should, no, silver could have a technical melt up. And that's a very, very weird thing. 800 1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are fighting with bonds. Bonds are fighting with commodities right now for, I'm not going to say your attention, but a little bit of that. Uh, interesting note, I listened to the American Express conference call. And credit cards are a big thing in the rewards, right? They're starting to adjust their reward offerings to account for changes in consumer spending. If you're not booking flights or hotels, an Amex is kind of useless because a lot of their perks are tied to flights and hotels. Um, 30% of American Express's spending before the pandemic was on travel and entertainment. So what they've done now is added rewards that potentially could push consumers to use Amex cards for different things like groceries. I'm getting 10 points back on my groceries when I buy with American Express. Um, and that's good. 10 points is like hotel points or travel points. Typically, you're talking one to three points. They're giving 10 points on groceries per, per dollar. And again, companies aren't stupid. I bring that up in large part because you are. You're going to sit there today and go, I don't understand why this pandemic and this economy and stock market's doing okay. I know today's not a good day, but companies have the ability to change on the fly. They're a lot like you. You don't want to wear a mask. You should wear a mask. You kind of like you do it. You don't do it. You do it. Like you can change. Same with credit card companies. <laughs> and I throw that out there because um, – you kind of go – Wayne Gretzky was the greatest hockey player of all time. And if you've ever played ice hockey, he teaches a, a, an amazing lesson that's very true to Wall Street. Um, I've played hockey, and it's a miserable sport until you get good at it. You basically skate, huff and puff down the ice. You, you go to the puck, and it bounces out of your stick. Then you skate to the other side of the ice, and you go to the puck, and it, someone got there first. Then you finally get a chance to shoot and you whiff and miss. It's a tougher game than it looks on TV, to say the least, right? Isn't everything in life? But Gretzky said, go to where the puck is going, not to where it is. Um, and I think that could be said on Wall Street, too. I don't think that's too much of a stretch. And I don't think it's – I'm not babying you with like a gaga goo goo answer, which is getting a little bit weird. <laughs> the late night comedians – are uh, they're getting a little bit gaga goo goo? Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to each calls in the air. Eli Lilly, a big drug company, who I'm happy is out there. Um, they just reported their earnings, and one of the things that they said was pretty cool, pretty interesting. They said reduced patient visits to hospitals due to COVID nineteen resulted in lower new prescriptions. 
people aren't going to the doctor and they're saying that like we're building up more cancers, we're building up more heart attacks, we're building up a big economic boom. <laughs> I know this is, sounds nuts, but that stuff isn't cheap and it's eventually going to get you. And if you don't maintain it or prevent it right now with your physicals and your blood screens, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And there's actually a buying opportunity in that concept. If we're not going to hospitals, we, we will build up a demand for going to hospitals. Am I right? I think so. Uh, what else is out there? Fitbit was lower today on the approval of a merger with Google. And I go, Fitbit's still publicly traded. You ever do that to yourself where you're like, you kind of catch yourself and you go, ooh, I didn't even know that. Uh, Megatech earnings tonight from Apple, Amazon, Google, and Facebook. That's going to be fun. CNBC today or Bloomberg from 1 o'clock to uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. It's going to be good. PayPal announced that CVS Pharmacy will be the first national retailer to integrate PayPal and Venmo QR code technology into its checkout experience. Sunrun has signed three new agreements with leading community energy suppliers in the Bay Area to provide affordable clean solar and battery backup power to customers. Um, again, if you think Biden's going to win, get some solar. If that's how you are as an investor, I tend not to be that way, but I, I certainly understand the, the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anticipate everything, expect nothing. That's my phrase that pays today on Wall Street. Let's take a break. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. An interesting death in the world of COVID has just happened. Herman Cain, a former Republican presidential candidate, has died at the age of 74 from COVID-19 complications. Um, He was an African-American who ran for president. He was certainly an interesting spoken businessman and how he used his businesses to build a platform for politics. He did go to the rally in Tulsa, President Trump's rally, and that's where it is expected that he got COVID. Um, he was in an oxygen treatment for basically the you know, last couple of weeks. So he has passed away. Um when we look back at this, 150,000 deaths in America, that's – if you go to like a, a football game, what is that? Three football stadiums? If you, It's a 50,000-seat stadium. <clears throat> if you go to a basketball, what is that? Seven or eight sellouts in a row of dead people. It's a big number. And yes, it skews towards the elderly, but I, one of my kid's best friends had it. And he was in a serious hospital situation for over a month. So <clears> – <throat> Yeah, I, I don't mind the jerks out there who are like, does anyone know who, anyone who has it? But they're jerks. <clears throat> 150,000 people is three football stadiums. So when football does start up, just imagine every one of those people going away with oxygen treatment. So I know you're saying, uh-oh, you're getting political. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying Herman Cain dead. Um, one of those side notes that I'm hearing a lot about and. I know people speculate on real estate probably have more fun doing it than anything else. Maybe tech stocks are more fun to speculate on, but not much. Lake Tahoe real estate is getting snapped up at a record pace. 
San Francisco tech workers are fleeing the city. I'm going to have a conversation with someone today about his business ventures. And he wants to basically start breaking up what he has and selling it now. And he wants to buy more now to sell it in the next five years. There's an urban flight that's reshaping real estate. Now, school's starting up right here, right now. You're not going to be able to you know, run real estate 24-7, 365 when you're trying to put the kids back to school. But Lake Tahoe is seeing unprecedented bidding wars, buying activity and price increases. People are writing all cash offers without ever seeing the house. People want to get out of the city. This holds true for most big cities in the United States, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, San Francisco. And we're going to any smaller city that has more room because what we've learned about COVID-19, yes, I can actually do a radio show from home, but it's a little bit tougher when you have a dog in your office. Kids, spouse, neighbors. Um, it's not a work environment, right? So what you do is you go, okay, well, I can have 1,600 square feet in the Bay Area or I can get 2,000 square feet or 2,500 square feet in Tahoe for the same money. And size matters right now. People want more space. Latest buying spree uh, is a surge. It's larger than any the market has seen in Lake Tahoe. They say tech workers, investors in the Bay Area, as well as media types from Los Angeles are coming to Tahoe area in search of larger homes with home offices, more land for the kids to play and access to outdoor activity like swimming and bike riding. Oh, they're going to hate us in Tahoe. The Flatlanders are coming to the mountains. So Google said you don't have to come back to work until July 21. July 2021. Why do you have an apartment there that's you know 1,200 square feet? Um, and you're paying $5,000 a month for it when you can put that $5,000 a month for a 4,000 square foot house in Tahoe. I get it. Uh, a friend of mine owns a home in Reno and his realtor is like, if you sell it now, you're giving up five years of runs because the realtor is wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. I know some stories about Tesla and some other companies that are moving here. Oh, I, I see that happening too. Not just individuals saying, get out, get out. That demon monster in your closet that wants you out of the home, get out. I got one of those too. But corporations want to get out. Um, real estate's expensive. Office space is expensive. Um, I have an office in San Francisco I haven't been in four months. Like weird. It's just an empty. So people are saying there's no reason to be in big cities. And historically, properties in Tahoe area took about three to four months to sell. They're now going quickly, much quicker, like four days. Properties often have between six to 12 offers in the market. One property recently came on the market priced at $1.6 million, located in Truckee, California, on the Truckee River. It went into contract 24 hours later and closed for $2 million. $1.6 up to $2 million. Uh, Tahoe Donner typically has between 80 and 120 homes on the market. Now there's about 12. Interesting to note, July shaping up to be a very strong month. Speaking of dogs, that's 0111011 in the background saying hello. Yes, she's got a binary number. Um, I don't think she's got a binary sexuality. I think she's all woman, if you know what I'm saying. She's a crazy, crazy dog. Fishla, for those of you who want to play at home with me. 
Um, so people are buying primary residences pretty aggressively. Now, it's just not the Tahoe, Donner, Lake Tahoe area. Reno, like I said. Uh, businesses are moving out suburb. Like I can make a case for Sacramento. Whenever you drive through Sacramento, all you see is land. Now, here's the problem with Sacramento. It's 100 degrees when you're driving through Sacramento and people have melted on the sidewalks. You look down and you go, oh, that's a horrible, terrible mess. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. A lot going on in this economy, a lot going on in these markets. I hope you are appreciative um, and I hope you're learning a lot right now. So today's not a good day on Wall Street. The GDP number was horrible. Trump says he wants to stay in office and delay the election. I'm not making this stuff up. Jobless claims top a million again. That's too high of a number. That should be coming down. We're still firing people. Eh, Dunkin' Donuts is going to close about 800 U.S. stores this year. Eh, you see where I'm going. I'm off. I'm done. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.